right, what's up, everybody? Uh, John Laster here with the uh, Manual Save podcast. It's been a couple weeks since we've been able to do one of these. Uh, I've been working on a lot of cool projects, uh, including one with Justin, actually. Um, Hopefully, we'll get to talk about that one down the road. Um, But joined by Justin Connors, uh, 8 Prime Esports, as well as Luis and Jim here from uh, Shadow Gaming, Inc. And GG Tour. (laughs) Hey, good to see you. Luis, can you tell us a little bit about your company and what you guys do? Well, basically, Sports Venues was founded back in um, about a few years ago uh, to actually go ahead and build venues for regular sports. But back uh, in last year, when we had the pandemic, uh, John uh, John Whitman reached out to me and said, Luis, I'm not ready to go, but now it's the pandemic. I don't think we want to go in and build any venues. I want to go into sports. What do you think? I said, let's do it. So he went... We, we talked for a little while. I did some research and I said, okay. So we found the Shadow Gaming. And then he tapped me as the president of the company to actually lead the company uh, to go into the esports business. Okay. So your background's more on the traditional sports side and the venue side and all of that, right? Yes. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm real estate. Uh, I work in real estate development. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did that, dabble into esports back when I was younger. But I, I'm not really a gamer, but I'm more mm-hmm. of a business person. I know I, I know how to run yeah. companies and, and develop strategies and marketing and so on. So that's why he tapped uh, me for the, mm-hmm. for the job. No, it makes a ton of sense. And then, Jim, I'm assuming that's how you got involved as well, is to kind of supplement a little bit more of that gaming side. Uh, that's exactly right. Uh, a long time ago, but uh, not a galaxy far, far away. I was a top 10 uh, worldwide Pokemon TCG player. And I've uh, been high-level competition in a variety of games, be it Hearthstone, and uh, more recently some fun games like Minion Masters, always on the, the leaderboard. Always had a competitive spirit and uh, done quite well, particularly in the CCG arena. Hmm. Um, I even ran a game shop in New York called The Battleground back in the day. Uh, so I, I've, I've been around the block in the gaming world. That's awesome. So what is it that you're trying to do with uh, GG Tour? What are you trying to turn that platform into? Well, uh, we, we we understand that there is a need out there. There's a lot of underdogs, a lot of people that love to play. They're not really that great, uh, but they wanted to develop their skills. So we thought, well, let's reach out to that demographic, people that love to play. They have skills and they need an outlet to actually you know, get better in the game. So I top uh, my friend here, uh, actually, uh, Jim was one of our tournament organizers, and I tapped into him and said, listen, would you like to come on board with us and help us develop uh, the whole uh, tournament scene? And he agreed, and that's, there he is. So mm-hmm. we're actually very, very happy that we actually uh, got him uh, to work for us. I'm very, very, very happy. And I mean, again, very happy because he actually knows. He's a gamer. He knows the business. He knows the scenes. He understands the how, how gamers think and how they behave so you know it's it's, it's, it's been great mm-hmm. so you came into the you came into the idea of the space you were just going to build venues for traditional esports is and it sounds like then you moved on to online tournament platforming is now as we are slowly kind of starting to come out of this are you now looking to get back into that but creating venues for esports yeah that's correct actually we are looking into uh 
either building a venue or converting an existing building uh, to be an esports venue uh, for people to come to Orlando. Orlando being one of the best cities for tourism and for the esports scene right now. I mean, it's ideal for us to build a venue to make sure that uh, the people that see right now in Orlando, there is a, a small venues or a real big venues. There's nothing in between. And we want to come in and build a, something in between for those players and people that want to participate and create uh, events with us. No, it's definitely been something I've seen as I work with different people within the esports space is that Orlando is great when it comes to it's a place you want to go. It's a place you want to visit. But when it comes to figuring out where to put something, it can be pretty difficult because we're a very distributed city. Um, obviously, when I say Orlando, most people think of Kissimmee, which is actually like over with Disney World and stuff. It's a good way, you know, but then you start going into even UCF and Full Sail. Those end up on a different end of the, the town, you know, but like we don't really have that space necessarily that can accommodate something that's bigger than you know, the full sale fortress, but not as big as like the Amway arena, you know, and that, that always is a, a it's a difficult conundrum to solve right now. Yeah. We, we hope, we hope that we can solve that issue in the near future. We already seeking, uh, you know, different places that where we can actually convert or build or create mm -hmm. alliances with other companies as well. So we're very active doing that as we speak. That's awesome. So, you have, so, so go ahead, Justin. I was gonna say the thing, the GG tour obviously is, is right now is an online, like a tournament based thing, but you have like smash GG, battle game battles, match arena, tournament, UMG. These are all very big names established in this space. How did you think, how did you think about positioning GG tour amongst all of those kind of Titans in that area? Go ahead, Jim, answer that one. That's one. <laughs> okay. Well, um, each of those are, great platforms. They each do certain things very well, and they each have areas that could use improvement. And the vision that they're working on to make ggtour.com is to uh, take the best of all the worlds and try to, uh, you know, jettison what's not quite working. Um, so as, as they move forward, they're going to be able to custom change their platform. So if a TO is working with us, and they need something for the game, we can be very responsive having it in-house. Um, now, I know some 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 of the platforms like Tournament.com over time will add a tweak here or there, like they'll have maps for a given game or things of that nature. But here, we're going to be able to add what our folks need very, very quickly. Um, so we're really excited about the tools we can offer to the tournament organizers when we launch. Um, and between now and then, we're just excited about being able to help grow the esports space in a, a lot of areas. Uh, it, it's amazing to me. Certain games are just huge, but the esports scene is not. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, games like Pokemon TCG Online. Uh, when I when I went there, they I was amazed that you know tournaments like maybe 200 people was a huge tournament. Uh, and, you know, we went in there and our very first tournament got over 500 registrations because we were able to do outreach for uh, helping promote it, going different ways that other tournament organizers had never really explored. So we're really trying to help grow the scenes uh, and work with existing tournament organizers just to help them become bigger and better. So it's a win-win for everybody. Does Gigi plan to, because I know a lot of those, these 
uh, online tournaments. They're kind of just a hub for people to come in and start their tournaments. But it sounds like you guys are helping them. You're helping the company themselves build the tournaments and maybe even offering up some prizes in the mean. Like, what is that? What are you providing to them? I guess what I'm. We're we're actually bringing funding for the prize pool. So tournaments where maybe in the past they had no prizes or a $5 prize or $50 prizes. We'll bring some money to the table, help fund their prize pool. So we bring the cash uh, to help them grow. And then they keep doing what they're already doing. They're they're using their expertise and their manpower to run great events for the community. And we're just excited to help be part of that growth. And I think a rising tide will raise all ships as there's more success. We can draw better sponsors and create more capital and more investment available, both for the company and the organizer and the esports scene. So I know you've worked directly with a couple developers to help them get their own kind of tournaments off the ground. How is how has that been? Well, uh, when when we first started, or when I was first recruited, the the main focus was on indie developers, um, and we I I was a full time streamer five nights a week for a couple of years in a game called Minion Masters made by Beta Dwarf. Amazing game. I love the game. It's super addictive, super fun. I, I think everyone should try Minion Masters, so free plug for them. Mm-hmm. They made a great product, totally free to play, very free to play friendly. But um, at the end of the day, what we found is a lot of the indie games, uh, they they were indie for a reason or, or they just weren't able to get the reach we were looking for for a really big scene. So we did expand our vision and started looking at more traditional games, like I mentioned like Pokemon, like uh, Apex Legends, like Team Fortress 2, which has been around a long time. But I don't think anyone would call Valve an indie developer, you know? So um, there, there's Not for all a long different, time. Yeah, each, each community is different. One of the neat things is just seeing how different the communities are and something that one community might love, the other one might not be so excited about and vice versa. It's really a matter of knowing gaming and, and getting to talk with the organizers to be able to custom tailor our approach to be successful for their given community. So that's, that's what keeps me busy all day, every day. That's cool. The, uh, something I'm interested too, is a lot some of your business model kind of sounds almost exactly like what nerd street does. And I'm curious if you guys know about them and think it's, it's an idea to have like a main hub and then maybe start to kind of sprinkle yourselves out across the U.S. in different venues. Is that kind of an idea, too? Or are you thinking about just building here in Orlando and making a venue here? Well, we, we want to make a venue here uh, first. Uh, we've been talking to another company that has uh, movie theaters all around the country, 134 movie theaters. And what we were talking about was making smaller venues in different cities and actually be in all other places as well. We like to start here. This, this will be our base. But then, for example, we're talking to someone in Pittsburgh, uh, Pennsylvania right now. They have this beautiful theater, but, you know, 24, <laughs> they got 24, <laughs> 24 places. But right now, I mean, only half are used uh, with movies. The other half is sitting out empty. So mm-hmm. we're talking to them to see if we can make a, a smaller uh, venue there and help that scene as well in different uh, you know cities. Yeah, that's an area I've heard a lot of people trying to get get into is because there's a pretty clear understanding that movies as we know them are going to continue to need to evolve. Mm-hmm. You know, like you've got the directors out there who basically say the only place to watch a movie is the cinema, but 
you've seen a lot of success on direct day launches on whether it's Disney Plus or HBO Max. And uh, even before the pandemic, I think that was a declining audience that they were needing to figure out how do you get people back into malls, for example, you know, because back in the day, I remember the movie theater was the anchor for my mall. Now the movie theater itself is literally an anchor that is dragging it down, you know, versus sometimes (laughs) the other direction. Yeah, you're right about that. It seems like movie theaters are going to get tapped too because at, before pre-COVID, as esports was growing, I mean, obviously attendance to events was going to be a thing that I think movie theaters should have adapted to because they were doing like you know concerts and and um, and and plays and things, but like to be able to sit and watch like you know the Overwatch League you know World Series in a movie theater could have been fun, um, and I think we'll get back to that. Uh, but I didn't didn't see too many theaters doing it at the moment. Um, I love the idea of retrofitting any uh, theater into a gaming event. I think that's an idea that's kind of got thrown around a lot. Um, so I'm ho- hoping to see that actually happen more often. You know, I've even experienced middle of COVID trying to see if it's possible, but obviously you can't bring that many people together in one spot. Um, but it's a it's like dead. It's like a space that's almost perfect for it. Having a crowd behind you, having a space for people to play, and a giant screen for them to watch. It's like it's everything you would normally see in a venue. So yes, yes. Yep. I'm very excited about that opportunity. I, th- I think that we will tap into those theaters as well, uh, starting with the East Coast and, of course, trying to spread to the West Coast. That's interesting. Uh, it seems like you've got a couple different things you're trying to nail down um, just to kind of grow. <laughs> what do you want to change, uh, is it Jim Sanobi? Like, what do you want to change about tournament organizing in, in Orlando like what do you feel like is the thing that you're like I, this is what I want to start making to ha- happen around here well um before I became a streamer I was doing in-person events uh mostly in Hearthstone uh, as well as a couple of other things I worked with um Blizzard I even ran some of their bigger events uh one of our events got people coming here to Florida all the way from Kansas City it was a uh, called a Tavern Hero event uh they and that was a gateway to their professional championship series, the, the HCS. Mm-hmm. Um, then they, they kind of watered it down. Instead of the winners of that tournament getting an invite directly, they became qualifiers, and the winners of those tournaments in future years or future seasons uh, only were able to uh, qualify to get into a tournament, and then the better players in that tournament went on the, to the uh, championship series. So it was interesting to see how they adjusted over time, their their focus and their vision, how they're going to run that gateway, and um, GG Tour is going to do the same thing. Honestly, I've been so focused on the online side, uh, I haven't really been talking too much about what the plans are in person yet. That's something I think a conversation that's coming real soon as vaccination levels grow and um, the CDC starts lowering the uh, barrier of people getting together so much. Uh, so that's something I would have to uh, ask my the president to uh, speak about a little bit more. Uh, but generically speaking, uh, venues, it's its really hard here in Orlando. One of the biggest problems is trying to find a good venue. There's a, there's a lot of people that people don't, there's a lot of things people don't think about when they're trying to create an in-person event. You've got to have power to be able to charge up your devices. You've got to get stable internet access, not for two people, but you know, for 60, 100, 500, 1,000 people, whatever size your scale of your venue is. That, that's not an easy thing if you're not going to a place specifically made for it. 
So we've, we've gone to places like uh, we, we ran events at Full Sail, uh, not what they have now, but a couple of years back, it was kind of like uh, it wasn't a classroom, but it wasn't an auditorium either. It was a relatively small space. It could seat maybe, I don't know, 50 to 100. Uh, and even in that space, you know, they had they had reasonable um, electric electric uh, access with outlets and they had reasonable Wi-Fi. But growing an event to, to be a really big event, it just wouldn't have worked there. So I was so happy to see what they did launching uh, the largest space they have. I, I think that's good. And uh, our goal is to have a venue that people think about us as the place to be because it solves those needs and it provides what folks need. For whatever size event they're going to want. Uh, well, we want to make sure. All, I'm sorry. I, I just want to. Jump in. I, I mean, I'm sorry. We want to make sure that other other organizers can do events in our own venues. So other people, we're giving an opportunity for other people that they don't have a, a place to to get their, their events going to come to us as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sounds. It's like you want to be almost like a turnkey spot for people to come through, and it's in. Jim Sanobi, you sound like you have a background in card games. So it's like one thing we don't we're seeing a lot of. Obviously, Hearthstone had a big rise, but I feel like Legends of Runeterra has kind of been sitting in the sideline waiting to really blow up. And it would be great to have something already kind of in place for that when tournaments start happening. You know, I, I, ooh, I'm a, a big fan of that game, and uh, I would like to see more in-person events for games like that happen for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome to play online. Playing online is great because, you know, you can wake up 10 minutes before and uh, get your – you don't even necessarily need your shirt on, though you should. <laughs> but um, there's there's something to be said about in-person events, just the interaction of people. I mean, we've just been through COVID. You, you know what we're missing. People mm -hmm. took that for granted. Uh, but there's a value of the friendship and the camaraderie you can make uh, when you're at in-person events and uh, go out for a bite to eat and just get to make new friends. Um, it, it's it's great to have a set of online friends, but it's also good to uh, have meet some folks face to face and be able to find people with shared interests in real life. Yeah, that was always one of the cool things about something like Magic the Gathering is every time they do a box drop for a new set, you know you could just show up at a local card store and play a sealed tournament or something You know that day meet new people talk about the game and you know like you said go out and grab food afterward or something you know there is something nice about being able to have that camaraderie around shared interests and not always feel like there's a, a screen between you well and the also big importance of community and this is the thing that the u.s is slowly learning but kind of getting is that you have to have communities for these venues to even fill up and until you start to really you know, cultivate them uh, you know, there'll always be small little pockets, but I think any any city, any anything that really cultivates the community that it's aiming for, it's going to grow. And I, it's, it'd be great to see you guys do that. Yeah, I, I think Justin and I talk about this a lot, especially offline, about how there's not as much effort being given to esports trying to grow it at a grassroots level as there probably needs to be at times. Correct. There's a lot of people who just kind of want to throw money into something that already exists. Because again, they just see it as safer. You know, mm -hmm. there's there's a lot of risk when it comes to growing something brand new from the grassroots up, or finding you know smaller tournaments and kind of helping them get their feet more established and get them to grow into a bigger game. Um, it's a lot easier to just say, let's try to buy the Call of Duty World Cup or something. You know, <laughs> like it's it's a much less risk. You know, from perspective of there's going to be a return on investment of that. That's pretty understandable. 
But when I tell you like, okay, we're going to spend a couple million dollars to just actually teach high schoolers about esports in general, you know, that can get very nebulous on like, what's the return on that, you know? So I like hearing the fact that when you're talking, Jim, you use the word grow a lot, you know, and that's always something that's important to me is trying to help other people grow. Uh, Jim, have you, uh, there's obviously, there's a few land centers here in Orlando. There's also, you know, a few people who it, during the pandemic have stopped, but pre prior to that, were very well known for running even tournaments out of things like a mellow mushroom. You know what I mean? Have you reached, <laughs> have you started reaching out to these people? Have you talked to them, started getting a feel for how we can kind of start to grow as we come out of this? Well, uh, as I mentioned, I really haven't looked on the, I, I've been mostly focused on online right now. I haven't online, looked at right. the IRL mm -hmm. events, uh, but I, I do know a couple of, uh, folks who were working in that space. I, I know some folks who were doing Smash Melee tournaments. I know a couple of folks who were innkeepers for Hearthstone. Um, so I have some ideas there. And then there's, of course, organizations uh, that are esports organizations, be it at colleges or different places. Mm -hmm. So well, I, I do have a plan to do some outreach. I, that That's in the beginning stages here. Now, like I said, now that COVID is, there's a light at the end of the tunnel finally. Uh, so that's the time to start that process uh, that, that we're at the beginning of that stage. Well, we, we also want to create a, a content hub. Uh, Jim was telling me that, you know, we need to create a content hub so, so players can come in and get information and get better at the games. So that's part of the, uh, to reach out to the, to the roots level to make sure mm -hmm. that people get the information they need to grow the expertise on the esports game. Uh, I recently joined an e uh, a meetup. It's an esports meetup in Orlando. Uh, I haven't gone to uh, to the meetings yet, but seems like a, a lot of activities going on right now. Since that the vaccine is getting, you know, to everybody, so soon you'll be able to meet and we'll be able to talk to more people like like that. You know, like mm -hmm. the guys that have the, the smaller events in the metal mushrooms etc <laughs> well yeah there's definitely no shortage of people talking about what they're ready to do in orlando it's just we gotta start helping the people grow it you know what i mean that's going to be the thing that's going to make the difference coming out of the pandemic mm -hmm. no i mean I, I i think that's a a good example is just right now we're kind of like this big inflection point where yep. you know coming out of this pandemic it's kind of the time for us to kind of you know, put our money where our mouth is and, you know, the city as a whole, not just you guys, obviously, but anybody else who's looking to to grow esports to kind of get behind it and figure out what we can do, you know, and there's definitely a lot of ways to kind of work together on a lot of this. Um, so it's, it's, it's definitely something I'm excited to kind of see um, grow here. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, is there anything else you guys would like our viewers to kind of know? Well, you know, I, I, I mean, as we grow, we, we, we actually reaching out to different companies to uh, become sponsors in our, mm -hmm. in our small company to be able to, you know, increase pricing, increase more opportunity for people. Uh, so our company is focusing on, on getting a good online venue and an on-site venue as well. But for that, we need to actually reach out to sponsors or people that will help us grow mm -hmm. so you know that's that's our next step that's awesome for sure Connection all right to make it grow for sure no thank you guys uh i really do appreciate you guys hopping on with us this week 
I did just want to take a second to say, you know, any gamers who are watching this, definitely head over to a discord.ggtour.com to join our Discord channel. Check out the announcements, follow our Twitter on ggtour, learn what games are coming out that you can play in. Most of our events are free uh, with cash prizing. And if you're a tournament organizer, particularly you have a tournament series and a community you're trying to grow, we want to talk about partnering with you and helping you grow. We're, we're looking to run quite a large amount of events every month, and I can't run them all. So mm -hmm. we need help. We want to work with you. We want to bring some funding to the table, help your tournament grow, and we can grow together uh, both on the player base and on the sponsorship side. So definitely reach out to me, Sonobi, on the GT Tour Discord. Uh, if you have a proposal, love to talk to you about the possibilities. That's Sounds awesome. Great. I'm well, looking at your site right now, and it looks like you have a uh, Apex Legends tournament tomorrow. Sure uh, enough. So anybody who's watching this live, you got a little bit of time to jump in on that. <laughs> All right. Awesome, guys. Thank you guys so much, and uh, we'll chat with you guys again soon, I'm sure. Thank you. Thank All you right. so much. Thanks a lot. Yeah, Good seeing you. Stuff.